From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in Celestial Celebratory, Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. On this week's episode, we talk to my wife, Dale Croy, about the importance of playtesting and why she thinks she is the number one playtester. And so, if everyone is ready, let's start. Hi, honey. <laughs> Thanks for Aww. having me on your show, finally. We finally have you on the show. You've been begging. Yeah, be- since like February. You, you've been politicking almost. Well, to, yes, to get us on that the is show. what I do. Uh, <laughs> <Some> lobbying going. <laughs> Some good lobbying. So let's introduce you. You're oh. Dale LaCroix, my wife, and also yeah. one third of Evil Games Club. Yes, I am. And I don't know how we or why we let you in the door today. Yeah, are, are Dia and Dylan hiding behind something? Are they going to ambush us again? They, I may have let them in. I don't, you never know. This might be step one of a pod personing. I'm not sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners yeah. will have to tune in to see what goes, <laughs> what goes on next yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, well, we got some notes at the top of the show. Um, Martha, you got back from seeing the solar eclipse. Which oh we didn't gosh. talk about in last week's episode, even though you had at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be. So it'll be, be it'll be long past by the time listeners hear, but I want to hear about it. Oh, my gosh. It was so cool. Yeah. It was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen yeah. wow. in my life. We are down in southern Illinois, Carbondale, Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's almost Kentucky. Like you could see Kentucky over there. <laughs> um, we set up on my old roommate's mom's deck. Um, and she has like this beautiful view of this um, pond and. Um, we had like clear blue skies for it. Oh, lovely. And we were all like looking through our glasses and stuff. But I think like none of us were fully prepared for like when, how quickly it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or, Cause like it just, it was like not dark, not dark, not dark. Then suddenly the sun went out. Yeah. It was like that. Oh, wow. It was crazy. And the crickets started chirping and the, like the birds went kind of crazy yeah. and uh and we all like we're like taking pictures and like just being like oh my god this is so cool and dylan <laughs> like took a snapshot of him speaking uh old english and <laughs> <laughs> wow. okay yeah. so did any of your pictures turn out yeah oh i should post one yeah, we'll, okay we'll, we'll put one in the show notes yeah yeah because yeah, I saw one picture and it looked like a picture of the sun with nothing special and i was like <laughs> <laughs> you got some lens flare going on there, but other than that, that doesn't look like anything out of the ordinary. Hmm. It was so yeah. I got I got I don't have a very good zoom like lens, but uh-huh. um, so it's kind of little, but it's been it's pretty. I got a pretty good shot. Okay. Um, well, here it was cloudy, and I went outside, and it rained on me, and yeah. <laughs> and that was all after I had to promise somebody that I would not stare at the sun. That was me. I was just so afraid Dale was going to stare at the sun. <laughs> yeah, I was at work and it was cloudy out there and it just looked like a dark day. And I looked outside and I was like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen this before. And I just went back to work. <laughs> well, Martha, what you were saying about like that just snap, you know, instantly right. going out when you get the 100% totality. Like, right. Because it was, I think, 80 something percent coverage. But that, I mean, didn't make it any darker here. Mm-hmm. Um, and or it was dark already because it was raining. <laughs> well, <that's right>. Yeah. <laughs> so like you really couldn't tell. Well, what happened is after the, after the, after it was over from where we are, it got even darker because it got more cloudy and oh, rainy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, like the, it, it didn't, 
I don't know, people here in Minnesota didn't really get to experience much of it at all. Right. I could totally get why people would be like, what's the big deal until they go see it for real. Yeah. Right. That's the impression I've gotten from it too. I did watch something online though. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some guy who had to like flip the like lens off and on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, know, you could tell when he was like, oh, oh, we're done with totality. Put, yeah. put the filter back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just as quickly as it happened and then it was over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> well, 2024, we'll all go to Maine. Carbondale has its path to totality again. Really? So we should so you, go you, down have a, you have a deck available then. Wait, hopefully. <laughs> do, do not make a, unfriend your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For that and no other reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last piece of business. Dale put it here on the show notes. I, of course I did. All right, well, what is it? <laughs> it's our birthday! Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, by our calendar. By, yeah. Although, whatever. really, you'll probably still be celebrating it by the time um, the show goes out. Birthday month! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by our calendar, Dale, it was your birthday yesterday. Yes. Martha, it's your birthday tomorrow. Yes. And today is Ava's birthday. It is. Uh, Happy birthday, Ava. Glitch uh, executive director, our pal, uh, who is in Singapore right now. Mm-hmm. She got some real cheap tickets. So <laughs> She's probably off over there, then. From in the past and on in your iPhone, I guess. Happy birthday, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's time to get into it. What are you doing here, my love? I am here because I have declared myself the number one playtester. Uh-huh. And what uh, credentials do you have to show for this? Well, number one, I show up at Glitch during playtest, and I get to the top of the stairs and I shout, number one playtester! <laughs> and nobody argues with me. <laughs> That's true. I, I've seen it happen. Yeah. De- uh-huh. Declare yourself the king. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and... Also, I'm very talented at playtesting. Oh, that also, or, huh? Yes, <laughs> yes. Or I like to think so. Uh huh. I mean, you you guys get to tell me or not. <laughs> well, you've played my game before, Dale. And yes, I've, I have. I've gotten a lot of feedback. Yes. A lot, lot of feedback. Yes. A whole, whole lot of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I am a prolific feedback giver. Yes. Yes. That's, that's that's a good thing. Yes. I think so. Yes. Not all the notes are relevant. But a lot of the notes are relevant. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, really, the first point we have on here, what makes a good playtester and why is Dale one of them is, yeah. like, you are always talking. You're always relaying oh. your experience. Yes. And that is important to a playtester because a lot of times you have to, like, ask them, like, how does this feel? Whatever. And then they get, like, influenced by your questions. Mm-hmm. And Dale is just like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. I... I... I will, will say this. I pick up the controller and I just tell you how I feel about everything. Uh-huh. I tell you how I feel. I tell you I don't understand. A lot of the, the comments I have are, I don't understand what this is or yeah. what this does. Uh-huh. or What's this pink magic? <laughs> and if it is followed within a couple minutes with... Oh, I get it now. That means you're doing a pretty good job. (laughs) If it is not followed by that and I'm still very angry about whatever that pink magic is or whatever it is that I'm angry about, Mm -hmm. that means that might be something to work about. I I put down in my notes, uh, she never reads the instructions in video games. And that's true of a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, one yeah. of the, the idioms, the maxims we have here in the clubhouse is nobody reads. Yeah, and it's that's true. that's definitely true of playtesters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, which is it's it's a good environment to test it. You yeah. Know? And since yep. I never read, I will be your proxy for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Like I never read instructions because I assume that by the time I come back to 
the video game, I will have forgotten it. So if it tells you how to aim or, or fire or whatever, I just press all the buttons until I figure it out. And mm-hmm. so if your game is too complicated that I can't figure it out by just pressing the buttons or I can't figure out where in the menu to find the instructions, which I wouldn't look for anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it probably means your game is a little complicated. Yeah. I, when I'm thinking about this, I say, I'm a good play tester because when, when it comes to video games, I am dumber than a box full of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but like I have sat there in, in a multiplayer game and where it says, you know, like it says press B and it's sitting there and there's a big B on the screen. <laughs> and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I've been hitting A the entire time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's not just you. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Like um, um, I will tell people uh, press the A button to shoot and they'll be mashing the B button and like nothing's happening. Right. It's not yeah. it's not just you. And it, yeah. really it's it's on the it's on the developers to make it as intuitive as possible for mm-hmm. yeah especially for players. developing pc games right. because people are always customizing their controls yep. they're used to playing on a nintendo console or something yeah there isn't as much of a shared language as we think there is right and so you have to account for all of that right and you have to you have to let people discover it or let because they're going to hit the wrong button if they're not attuned to the way you do things you know you don't have to you don't have to dumb down your controls for this reason but mm-hmm. you have to let them make mistakes and find it for yep. themselves instead exactly. of expect them to know it Right, right, right. Yep, I have to be able to see that if I'm hitting a button that does jump, I better be able to see myself jumping. Yeah. And when you have, and the other thing is when you have a bunch of players on the same screen, I like sit there and jump around until I can identify which one is me. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I think I'm just really good when I'm playing a video game with Mark and like, I think I'm Mark, and I'm like, gosh, am I great at this game? <laughs> Until I realize that I'm the one in the lava. Because <laughs> I've been looking at the wrong character this whole time. It happens in Fingence to experienced players. Yeah, you lose track of who you are. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, part of that is like par for the course for that kind of thing. There's so much happening on that screen. Right. Oh, yeah. you, guys, you guys have definitely been investigating ways to mitigate right that. We, we have plans we just haven't put them in place yet but we, we well, do you've have, made some improvements over time yeah. certainly yep. and there are always like specific examples that you can that you have enough information to address but it's a it's a general concern your game has like yeah. in all areas mm-hmm. and that's just because of the the nature of your game right yeah yeah it's just it's difficult to uh to implement all the changes and that's why playtesting is so valuable because um we are so used to the game that everything that uh, for the most part, I don't have a hard time finding my character unless there's a big lighting change or something. And even then, I'm I'm used to um, being able to figure out where, who I am and what mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, but I know that a lot of the first impressions are really important for people. And so I, I know a lot of people when they first get into the game, they in general have an okay, uh, okay idea of what's going on in Fingence. Mm-hmm. But we just want to make sure that it's as easy as possible. And that's why I really like it <laughs> when you play when you play um, Fingence Dale because. Like if we add a new character or something, you will let and me know. Immediately say, "This one looks too much like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I am." Yes, I've gotten that feedback before. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know that specific example of like losing your character. Like I, you know, my game is also a four-player game where you can get lost. Particularly if you have two players on the same team, they'll be they'll be the same actual avatar. Yeah. Um, the way my art system is, is is there's so many different characters that I I, I literally don't have the resources to make different characters if you're on the same team. So what I do is I just put your little uh, character number on top of you all the time. It's actually a pretty good system. But um, for the longest time, I had little uh, lowercase Roman numerals in these little squares above the characters to say which one was which. And I was like, that's perfect. It's clear. 
It, like, it seems good enough. And people were, always told me, no, 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 I still don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's the same character model. It's not ideal, but like, this is a good solution. And they were just like, no, it's not. And I wasn't hearing their feedback exactly right. Mm-hmm. But the more and more I heard it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll see if there's anything else I can do and see if it can work. Because I kept hearing their feedback as, oh, they didn't like that I had to make, come up with this solution. Mm. Not that they didn't like this solution. And so I finally heard it. And then I just changed it to, instead of being lowercase Roman numerals, I made uh, dots, one, two, three, four, uh, dots for the players, and that felt pretty good. But to me, I was like, "This isn't any better." But I'll see what people think. Uh, instantly, everybody understood it better, and it really—I still don't know why. Because <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I look at it, and right. I'm like, "There isn't any difference, frankly." And um, I think there's a difference in the amount of white space there is. Yeah, I think there's some of it's that, but it, there's you know also it's it's always moving across the screen, and mm-hmm. so like there's a lot of factors. And I I'm, I mean I certainly believe that they're different. I just I still to this day my perception of it when I see it as a developer. Just like when you, Stephen, are playing Fingens, yeah. like you don't have the same problems, right. and it's you always have to trust that what playtesters see is real. You'd never have to listen to their feedback, yes. but you always have to <laughs> you always have to a, a, appreciate the observations they make that you just can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And Dale is one who will always tell you what she's observing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know what? Are, do you have like examples of advice or um, um, feedback you've given to people? In, in a playtesting session. Oh, there's so much. I know. There's so much. <laughs> I know. I hear so. Yeah. I, I think like, the listeners do too. It's everything from your birch leaves don't look like birch leaves. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are, I can't find myself mm-hmm. either because I'm mixed up with another character or, or I get lost behind things like birch leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I spend a lot of time telling people it's not fun when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one I've given to Steven before. Yeah. A lot of times telling people things are too hard. Uh-huh. I've yeah. heard that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Am I specific about that? Like, it's too hard when I play on the hard difficulty setting. <laughs> that means it's good. <laughs> it's no. too hard when I come in with a bunch of experienced players who have already been playing on hard and have upgraded all their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I spend a lot of time dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not so much fun. <laughs> right, right. But it's great when it's on easy, and I come in at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the things I know when I watch you doing play tests and, and playing people's games is you'll play any game. Uh-huh. Like you have your own tastes, but like you will step up to any plate. Yeah, um, which is that's that's real nice. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but but the uh, ironically that actually makes you a bit of a compromise play tester. Because you're not going to tell someone, oh, this is not a game I would play. Like you're not going to, you know what I mean? Like when you're looking for like, as is this is this core concept working? You're willing to give anything the benefit of the doubt, which is more than most playtesters. Yeah. But your feedback is usually fairly specific. Yeah. I always find that I find that interesting. Just the attitude you have is unique. I guess every community needs a couple of you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, otherwise, how would you ever get new gamers? That's true. You yeah, because I mean, that's, there's two types of playtesting. There's getting new new impressions, and that's important. And there's also people coming back and seeing changes, right? Doing A/B testing amongst yep. actual mm-hmm. testers, and like you kind of need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Part of what I do, and this is this is something that like I think drives Mark crazy, but is I will tell Stephen to get his notebook and write down <laughs> yeah. everything I say. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. So that's that's what you shouldn't do as a playtester. <laughs> no. no, um, um. I mean, yeah, you, um, if you're listening to the feedback, it's important to make sure you know what is good feedback and what isn't. Um, just because, like, first impressions, a lot of this is first impressions. 
And so, like, if somebody has a poor reaction to something, you can see it in their face. They might not even say anything. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Dale will, but <laughs> but um, they might not say anything. But you can see, you you can tell if somebody is having a difficult time with with this thing or does not like this particular aspect of it. Yeah. When it, when you get a good reaction from something, and again, they may not say something. Um, you should also note that because that means you did a good thing, and yeah. you should not change that or make adjustments in that direction. Yeah, in Metro Nexus, there's like two stages to learning the game. There's like figuring out the motions. The sort of platforming element, mm-hmm. and then there's figuring out the, the firing mechanics, right. and that happens usually in two steps for players. Mm-hmm. They'll get one, then they'll get the other, and it might take a couple rounds, and it's it's working okay. Mm-hmm. But sometimes players, before they get to that second part, are having a blast, yeah. and I'm like, I don't get it at all. Like, I don't know how you're really enjoying this game because it's not really. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just the novelty or whatever. And then they, uh, there's always these great moments when they finally figure out the second stage of it, and they're like. Oh, and then like they love it even more. But I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that. Actually, yeah. like in terms of like, um, is this fun or is are they just having a good time right now? Because mm-hmm. there's definitely a difference between those two things. Right. 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 And, and in a playtest environment, we talk about how demoing is different than playtesting. But even in a playtest environment, it's not quite the same as like you know proper controlled user testing. And so it's right. sometimes hard to read the signals. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's why it's nice sometimes just to have someone like a known person who is not, they're not an unbiased playtester, but they will just give you their raw thoughts. Yeah. And then sometimes just those things can actually be more actionable, mm-hmm. even if they're not as um, like pure. Right. That's, play what, that's one thing that makes a good playtester is somebody who is able to express their emotions while yeah. playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really important because it just makes it easier for us to figure out what's good and what's bad. Yeah. And, yeah. and you spend a lot of time ignoring what I say. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about Clawbreaker because when you when Clawbreaker gets shown off to people, it's no one no one ever has a bad. Nobody ever walks away unhappy playing Clawbreaker. But it's hard to know if they walk away like loving the game or just like because they had a silly time. Yeah, yeah, right? it's true. There's been a couple of pieces of feedback that we get every time with because the, the controls are really hard to learn. Yeah, it's a crab fighting game, and I like to say that it's the controls are more for crabs than humans. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's one piece of feedback that we get consistently from playtesters, and so we've been thinking about doing something about it, but we haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have never demoed or playtested Clawbreaker. Whoa! Wait, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on that. Oh man! Oh, you'll wow. have a lot to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've put a biased thought in your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, she'll forget it by the time she. No, makes it. and. And I have my own opinion. <laughs> yeah, you're, you are unconcerned with breaking hearts, I think. Um, Which is good. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, you know us but, and you know, a, you know what a game developer wants. Yeah. And so you, you don't tiptoe the way that some people naturally do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's good. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have a note in here asking, like, you know, is hearing negative feedback difficult? I do have that. And I think that's an interesting thing to pivot huh. to because yeah. it sometimes can be. I mean, especially when you start out, the, the first couple of times you're playtesting something, yeah. it can be very threatening to right. hear things that are wrong about your game, you know, whether they're, whether they're right or wrong about it in the end. Like, you can get very defensive. It's easy to throw those walls up. Because mm-hmm. was it hard when I first started playtesting your game? Because I was... You've never liked my game. Yes, because I've never liked your game. So, like, <laughs> I mean, that is disappointing on a personal level. <laughs> But yeah. like, in, but I, I'm not really seeking that endorsement any longer. Oh. I know, but was it was it hard at first? Yeah, but I, but it's that's definitely different because I it was it was like Dale, I just finished this thing, check it out, and I, and you're just like whatever, and that's just <laughs> that's just because you're my wife. I, I, you're not a playtester in those situations, even though I'm conscripting you into those moments. Yeah, 
you know, but, but that's the thing is like, you've, you've always been honest with me. So that's, you know, I mean, uh-huh. imagine, I mean, imagine if you humored me for months, like how difficult that would be for the both of us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're proud of me and you're proud of, and you, you endorse my work, but it's not the game for you. No. Yeah. No, that's like, <laughs> that's like Mario Kart. Right, right. It's terrible. And <laughs> if, you want, if you want to hear about how Dale hates Mario Kart, listen to Evil Games Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on. No, well, you had asked the question. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I mean, when you get feedback, like, this is wrong. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like, does it um, hurt? Does, do you want to say, no, 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 we thought about this? Um, I have suppressed that feeling, I think, mm-hmm. for the most part. You are, I mean, when Dale tells you to get your notebook, that's hilarious, but you just always get your notebook anyway. Oh, like, yeah, I have it up. You are, you are sort of a paralegal in those <laughs> playtest time. Yeah, um, in general, I tend to write um, the negative feedback we get rather than the positive stuff because sure. um, in general, I have an idea of what's working in Fingence and yeah. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Charles and Lane both also can tell. Um, but it's more difficult to figure out what the heck isn't working well. Um, and so we, that I, I tend to focus on the, the negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, so when people say this isn't working or I don't like this or blah, 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 I'm like, okay. And I'll just take it to, I'll take it. I won't take offense to it or anything because like you're making a game. You kind of, <laughs> you can't, you can't do that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I'll just jot it down and I'll just uh, relay that information to Charles and Lane. I, I guess, uh, I learned, I, I think I talked about this on the, the podcast in the past, but I learned from the first iteration of Fingence that it's Im- it's important that you get the, the game shown to people as, early, as quickly as possible because you don't want to work on it for or too long and not get any feedback from it. Because yeah. it'll, it'll sting a lot more if you've been working on a thing for six months and you finally show it to someone and they don't like it rather than if you were to make a prototype within a week and show it to somebody and they don't like it. Mm-hmm. Because then not only have you not invested as much time and um, effort and emotion to this thing, but you also have uh, you have time to pivot from where you initially started. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think the one the one thing that's helped me a lot yeah. is because um, I think I think like anybody, like I threw up the walls pretty quick when I started play testing. Right, right. It was very much like, oh no, 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 I know why you're saying that, but uh, trust me, I built the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I think everybody has that yep. sort of first steps, and it's a little embarrassing when you think back on it. But what helped me get over that as much as I have anyway is the idea of well, there's things I want to do. The things I want to do are not the mechanics I've implemented. They're not the 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 length of the turn in my game or, yeah. the, or the height of the jump like yeah. those are those are not the things I want to do that's those are the means to the end of how I want it to feel and so if a player says like I'm having a problem with this I try to get to the bottom of like is it doing what I how I want it to feel if they don't want the game to feel that way then I have to take their feedback in a certain context right. I have to say like okay it's important to me to communicate what the game is doing so that players who don't want that can either learn to want that or learn that it's not for them and they can go away. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's something where they understand and agree, or maybe not even agree, but understand and like are trying to feel what I want them to feel, and they're still not doing it, then I know I have much more actionable information, and it helps me get over it a little better. Yeah. If I'm on the same page with them, then it's so much easier for me to just be like, all right, well, I'll just I'll rebuild that part or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes it's dangerous because um, playtesting and feedback can sort of soften the edges of your work and can make everything the same. And so um, I don't know that that's a huge danger, frankly, but it is something that happens. Yeah. And so, um, and I've always been an advocate for the, the voice of the author. And so I want to make sure that people don't just take all the feedback they get and make every, every shooter is all the same and every platformer is all the same because we're used to that stuff. Right. Um, people should be able to put their foot down and hold their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shouldn't be like, oh, this, 
it's got it's got to be four hit points. It's got to be like it, that's not that that doesn't qualify necessarily as a creative decision, at right. least not in most contexts. Sometimes it might. Yeah. Um, so that leads into the question: How do you know what feedback not to take? Oh, see, that's I don't have like a so- answer for that. Yeah. Oh. It's it's very much a case by case kind of like feeling it out sort of thing, and I don't know that I'm great at it, frankly. But um, you know, I like I, to think okay. maybe I'm a little bit. Good I just at it. tend to write down as much as I possibly can, mm-hmm. and then you just decide whether or not you want to. Uh, take action on this thing or not later on yeah yeah that's a good question like how you process the information you gather yeah i tend to do a mix of that well i have my, my note my notes app open on my phone mm-hmm. and i'll take down feedback but i'll also be actively brainstorming yeah because i know i'm not going to understand the context of the notes later mm-hmm. but i think the reason for that is i don't probably take as detailed notes as you do so i i feel a little scared to leave it until tomorrow maybe I, maybe i should put on in the um in the show notes, an example of the, the notes I take. Yeah, take some photos of your little notebook. It's, yeah, I can do that. That's good. I like that. I have so many notebooks in my backpack. I, some of them are really old, and I need to probably get rid of them. Yeah. At least not put them in my backpack. Um, but yeah, I can do that for <laughs> sure. Martha, same questions. <laughs> oh. How do you know what feedback not to take? Um, I've never made a game <laughs> that's like been my idea or like You've never my shown baby. it to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I'm kind of scared too because I'm like, oh. I think about this. No. Like we as a as a as a club here have been advocating this like share work early, and Martha's still having trouble with it. That's how hard it is. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that is how hard it is to like work up that courage. Is that Martha is in a great position and is a brave woman, like, <laughs> you know, and, and has people. Who would like to see this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like she, she it's, has a venue, <laughs> and it's it, still hard. And, it's, and it makes total sense. Right. It, I I know exactly why it yeah. is that hard. That's one thing I've heard people talk about is like sometimes the feedback you get from people is I don't like this thing, and sometimes the feedback is I don't like this thing. You should do this to fix it, and so you don't know like should I do? Is that what will really fix what the problem is? Because sometimes no. the problem is like not actually the thing that they don't like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You don't know if they n- know what they don't like. Yeah. 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 That's it's, like, it's that that extra context is actually really helpful for the feedback that they're giving because if they say I don't like this thing, here's what you can do to fix it. You know that the problem that they're having is related to the solution that they're giving. Because sometimes they'll say, I don't like this thing, but they really mean I don't like this particular aspect of this thing. And they won't portray that because they don't have the words or they don't really right. know how to express what it is they're feeling. Or they'll say yeah. like, hey, you know, your jump should be higher. I, it's hard for me to reach to the, reach this platform. Yeah. You should make jumps higher. Yeah. But what they're, what that, that solution they're offering is actually telling you, oh, they don't understand the wall jump. Yeah, yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Like okay. they don't, they don't like. Oh, I should make those controls easier. Yeah, like that's the. So sometimes they'll give you a specific suggestion, and you don't take that. You 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 reverse engineer their suggestion into what their problem is, because very often they will not be able to express what their problem is. Right, and that's it because that's just hard. Yeah. to express your emotion or why the heck you because you know uh, playtesters are just starting the game. They they can't give you the full breadth of understanding that you could give to somebody else that the the game mm-hmm. that you're making. So. Yeah, like that extra context is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, One but, of the things that I do when I'm giving playtest feedback is because uh, I'm I'm an active brainstormer and I will always preface like, please don't you don't have to take this idea, but I yeah. can't help myself. Yeah. Um. So I offer it probably when it's not even wanted, but I will always try also to say what here's the issue I'm having. What do you want this to do? Mm. Because if I can get the developer to answer that question, then they don't need me anymore. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh. and, and I think that's because we've talked about that, like having like a having uh, goals. 
um, or uh, directives rather than like specific implementations when you're designing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's sometimes developers don't realize that all they're doing is implementation, like at least in certain areas. I know that in my game, there's still areas where I need to come up with justifications for things because I they were built through implementation, not through design. Yeah, and that's fine. Sometimes that's okay. Um, or you know, but there, if I ever get challenged on those things, then I'm going to have to do some like soul searching, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if they aren't working for people, and so a lot of times when you give feedback to a developer, they will not have considered the deeper structure or meaning of the choices they made. And so if you can, as a play tester, if you can help them get to the bottom of that, then it will be easier for them to want to contextualize your feedback. Because whatever you tell them to do is not going to be what they want to do. But if you help them understand what they want from it, then they can take whatever dumb thing you say and turn it into something useful. Yeah. You know? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because that's not what I do at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Is, there's, not a right, there's not one right way yeah, to do it, right? But that, that, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really how you should think about it as the game developer when you're getting feedback. Yeah, and I think this is some of it's all like it's almost like debate techniques. It's like uh-huh. for the sake of argument, like if that's the goal you want, this uh-huh. is how it would make sense to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I try to do my best in there when I'm giving feedback. But I don't know if game devs are the best playtesters because we do kind of we 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 break it down maybe too much. Yeah, my brother's always saying or asking me to play or come at his game from the perspective of either a player or a game designer. Yeah, I often I think my brother confuses the two, and he he thinks I'm coming at it from a game design or standpoint when I'm really just coming to it from a playing playing standpoint. Right, right. I have the does same he, issue. Does he that, use that as a way to ignore your advice? He's like, oh, you that's I I asked for playtester feedback, <laughs> not for dev feedback. I'll ignore that. <laughs> he does get on my nerves with that sometimes, but um, no, I, I think he just wants me to give the the yeah contextual or he wants me to give context as to what feedback and giving sure i have the same issue that you have dale with um with metro nexus and that i don't particularly care for anti-piracy that much shots fired oh. <laughs> it's like i honest okay you know so, i love it enough for both anti-piracy of us. Okay. is is the game that charles is working on yes who my is brother steven's brother <laughs> so the perpetual student charles mcgregor yeah in addition to his work on vengeance which uh he doesn't always have a lot of time for frankly right? yeah that's true because he, he's working on anti-piracy he's doing his own game Maybe which, that has something to do with which no. I, I love but yeah you're, i guess you're it's just okay not so it's okay it's just not that kind of game that i would prefer to play because it yeah. um part of it is a party setting thing and and in general i don't care a lot about party games. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of competition in that game and I like competition. Yeah. You're there making are. a cooperative party game, Stephen. <sighs> I just wanted to point this out. Thanks, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets more intense. And, okay, anyway. <laughs> but not just um, that, but Finn just explicitly avoids competition. It yes, okay. You're all you're all right that it does do those things. But it's not but there's also the the comp, you're competing with the game, uh-huh. I guess. And anti-piracy has it's been adding more and more of that. Initially it started off as largely a party game. Yeah, so yeah. So I didn't have all I didn't like I'd play it and it was kind of fun, but I'd only play it for a few minutes. I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm having a good time." And then eventually I'd be like, "Okay, I've played it enough. I'm done." Right, it had kind of a Space Invaders feel where it's like you can play it once and you get it. Yep. But, yeah, but he has added so much. He has added a lot and to, that's where it it has a whole this like it has an 75 levels that are all designed and like they're called trials in the game. Yep. And they, it's a, it's a very robust single player campaign experience. And that is the thing I love most about that game. Right. And that, that's gotten, uh, that's turned me on to it more. And also Mm -hmm. like he's added um, some modifiers and things that make the game actually more competitive. Yes, that is true. And so I've I've gotten more, and I like that less. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's for, um, it's for people of all seasons. Yep. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> but see, that's the thing I was bringing up before with you, Dale, is that you will play test Metro Nexus when yep. other with other people. Yeah, and and the, and the, I and I am perfect for that because I'm not good at it at all. <laughs> so it's not like I, I, you know, like because I played it so much mm-hmm. that I like come in and new players are like, you know, get just get crushed because like I've played it so much. No. No, usually I will smack talk them and then immediately, like after the first round, lose to them. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's lots of fun for them. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that will make you a great demo player because you can always you can always start the pool of players for me, which is really nice. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, um, yeah. Sometimes you just need a body. Yeah, to yeah, to game. attract more folks. Um, I guess what I mean to say is like um, because you will play anything. Um, it is it's hard to get your feedback on on like if it's the type of game for you because you withhold that because you want to. Because you want to give more of that specific information, and uh-huh. like when Charles is asking you, Stephen, for specific feedback, right. you it's harder for you because you're just not that into, yep. into the game. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it as a I don't know, that's not, not I don't have any solutions for this. It's just I think it's interesting. It's like, do we want playtesters to be more cooperative so we can get more data from them, or do we want them to be more um, skeptical so we can weed out the types of players we want, mm-hmm. or the or in the case of like, I think Dale, you might be unique in the fact that like the, the sort of mountains of feedback you give um, are it's not quite stream of consciousness, but it's it's like honest and useful regardless of whether you're enjoying yourself or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that I worry that if a player comes in and says, "Sure, I'll 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 do you a favor," and they're like not enjoying it, and then is their feedback that useful? Yeah, I think I'm always happens. I'm always concerned that like when I give players or I give uh, other game devs feedback about their games, they'll take my um, advice to heart, and I don't want to lead them in a direction. I just want to tell them what I feel like is yeah. wrong so they can make their own decisions. And so I, I do sometimes feel like, and when I'm giving someone advice on their game, they'll be like, yeah, I'll do that instead. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. You should make your own decision that makes more sense for your game. Yeah. Cause I yeah. don't, I don't know what you want for your game. Right. So Cause there's a yeah. state when you start out, you don't want to take anyone's advice. Right. And then you want to take everyone's advice. Right. Yeah. And you need to find your way back to yep. the middle. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And you know, in the end, like, when you do just have all those data points, mm-hmm. they become abstracted from the person who gave it to you, and like you know, especially dealing with later. So it's just uh, it's just about data collection. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You know, I sometimes you get insights. You do sometimes get like the one great idea from somebody. That's true. And it's like it's those don't happen often enough that very frequently the advice on how to do good playtesting mm-hmm. discounts the possibility that someone will just come up and tell you the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes it happens. It does. You yeah. Know? yeah, I was kind of thinking that maybe. With playtesting, when you know when to take advice is when you hear it a whole bunch of times. Yes. Rather than when you hear it once and right. it's just somebody who doesn't like that particular aspect of yep. that game. Yeah. Well, we talked like with. I um, am the only one who's obsessed with birch leaves, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, yeah, not, maybe it matters a lot to you, but on average, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just populate it a whole lot because I keep saying it over and over again yeah. <laughs> to yeah. see if it, will, if it will gain traction that way. Uh-huh. Well, we've, we talked with, um, with Hannah and Nick yep. about uh, quantitative versus qualitative feedback uh, or data collection, and that's, this sort of ties with that notion. It's, you have to sort of know the difference. Yeah. Is it hard to get people to talk about your game, and how do you get people to open up? Because usually when I'm playtesting with somebody else mm-hmm. and it's somebody I know, I will usually seed them with a really stupid question in order to get them to uh, usually give negative feedback. <laughs> 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 so like I remember I had a problem with the button layout on like Will Tice's um, Atmocopter. Yeah. And so somebody was playing that and they weren't saying much and I was like, how do you feel about this button layout? And they were like, I don't like it. And I was like, 
yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then Will immediately went, I'm not going to change it. Oh, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think since then he's changed it. Has he really? Uh-huh. He has changed Cause, things. Because it was bad because I was always doing the wrong thing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Yeah, and I'll I'll do things like that because I want people to know that it's okay to say negative things to the person who made this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it can be, like, it's not hard for me because I kind of do that for a living. (laughs) Tell people (laughs) negative things. Well, let's quickly, let's, let's clarify what that means. For my job, I am a quality auditor, which means I, for, um, for, for our suppliers, and I work for a generic pharmaceutical company. So that means I go out into factories that make, you know, like the, the fluff that goes into your pills, not like, well, sometimes the active ingredients, but also like the non-active ingredients. And I go through their factories and I tell them the things that they are doing wrong. <laughs> so like, my job is literally to tell people what they're doing wrong. So I have no problem telling people what they're doing wrong or telling people that I don't like things. And you know how Dale is always so bubbly, even though she's saying terrible things to you and being the number one playtester? Yeah. That's how, that's how their reputation at work as well. Yeah. She's the fun auditor. Yeah, I call myself the fun auditor. Great. And now I'm the only auditor, but I still call myself the fun auditor. Editor, and yeah. everybody loves it when I come, or at least huh. they pretend like they're loving it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they think I'm really funny, or, <laughs> or if they just like, you know, are just buttering me up. <laughs> well, see that that tracks to the question you were asking is like, or the, the thing you were talking about, which is like not being afraid to say negative things, because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's really easy, you know, you it, 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 you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to insulting, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, but but really. People want your feedback, yes. and they they are scared to get your feedback, and you're scared to give them your feedback, and it's just a conversation that you want to have, but you don't want to have. And right. so I, when I am playtesting with other people, I try to break that ice by being like, you know, first of all, seating people with my opinions, <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, asking kind of silly questions like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I ask, you know, like, I think there's way too many characters in Fingence. And then I ask things about like, why do you think these fish are? <laughs> are in submarines. <laughs> All perfectly valid questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and so I'll ask kind of those those silly opening up questions to see if they'll they'll that will just kind of open them up to talk. Mm-hmm. And usually yeah. if I'm there, I like to think that like the fact that I'm talking a lot will be like, "Oh, people can talk during this. They don't have to concentrate." Cuz when I was talking about this with Charles, your brother, he would he did this impression of somebody who didn't like a game, but they just like pick up the controller and then they just kind of like put it down and not smile and walk away, and that's a bad playtest because you learned almost no information from that person right. other than mm-hmm. they didn't really like it. They uh-huh. didn't learn why they didn't like it. You didn't know learn if it was because the controls were bad. You didn't learn if it was because it was too hard because they came in when the settings were on hard. And they didn't know it. You didn't know if it was because that controller just didn't happen to be, you know, pow- you know, working because the power was low. So it's really important to um, kind of have that conversation. Yeah. And I think especially like it's hard to start that. Yeah. And then one of the things that I have on my list of things to talk about is 
how do you encourage people to like first pick up that controller to play test even at play test events I just ask them to you play. do kind of just have to ask them yep. and the thing is it's it. not fun at all no it's not because people are just minding their own business and this guy is coming in and he's like hey you want to play my game and then, yeah it's, it's almost it's not creepy well it is when you say it like that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just uh, you just have to go and ask I usually uh, when I'm trying to play test or demo uh, Clawbreaker, I just act like a crab the whole time, and that makes people want to come play the game for some yeah, reason. Yeah, Martha, you're so. the best at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. tiring. <laughs> it involves the dance, I hear. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, it, you just have to ask, and it's, it's tough because um, once you have to ask, like, once they reluctantly, if they reluctantly agree, then you, I really, all I want to say is, well, never mind then. But Aww. you know what I mean? Because I don't, because one, it's, I don't like, I don't want to be, I don't want to ask favors of people mm-hmm. because that influences their, the, you know, what they're going to do. Right. And so, um, and I think part of that's just social awkwardness. Like you don't want to, uh-huh. you know, you don't want to be presumptuous or whatever. Um, but you do have to be a little pushy and then people will play and then they'll forget the awkward conversation you had with them. But it's yeah. hard, it's hard to like believe that of, you know, in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I was going to say that I usually don't, start play testing unless somebody asks me. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it and it it kind of comes from I'm not when I'm play testing, I'm not motivated by all the regular video game motivations. You sure. know, like I'm not looking to collect all the things because there's a video game that's not finished that won't save my progress, that won't let me collect all the things. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking to help somebody. Mm-hmm. And that somebody's you. Not <laughs> 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 you, Mark. <laughs> that somebody's Steven. <laughs> and maybe the reason I haven't I haven't play tested a clawbreaker is because there's always people play testing clawbreaker because <laughs> <laughs> somebody's dancing in front of it, <laughs> making claw, claws with their fingers. <laughs> yeah, there's lines up and down the shore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I see my role is helping you guys yeah yeah you know with the multiplayer games i think it's a little bit easier because once once person's playing it's easier to get that second person playing and i think that's why you bring me a lot is like Mm -hmm. i can be that first person or i can be that person that says hey you want to play with me and then eventually i can drop out once you have Mm -hmm. more players yeah, but you know, this, this scenario is kind of specific to either demoing or we do playsets events here where we, we just set up all our games and then people walk in the door. Yeah. You know, it's a public event. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you need some, if you have not done a lot of playtesting in the past, um, I mean, ideally you want people, you, you want it to be like more controlled, but the truth is just have a couple of your friends over, tell them you're playtesting your game and like, don't worry about all the biases that introduce. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to ask people, you know, on Facebook. Yeah. Instead of trying to like mosey mm-hmm. up to strangers. The important thing is to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. true. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. And break the ice by saying, what's the thing you like the least? Or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If they're your friends, they might not want to tell you. The thing anything. I always try to, I always try to engage people when they, when they, when they sort of start a critical thought, I'll be like, oh, right, because this isn't quite working quite right. And then they feel free and that works really well. And then I'm able to get a little bit more out of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also able to get more to the bottom of what they're talking about. Right. If I am just like, I'm like, oh yeah, tell me more about that. Like, it, because it doesn't matter. You're not there to argue with them. Yeah, right, you're, right. you're not also not there to explain it to them. Yep, also you, true. You know, you um, and so I try to be a sounding board as much as I can. And as soon as I let that, as soon as somebody knows I'm doing that, 
then it becomes much easier just to have that conversation. And if I do that with someone and there's other people there, I don't have to do it for everybody. I can yeah. just suddenly I, it, it becomes safe to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to make sure you avoid um, influencing their opinions yeah. and feedback as best as possible. Like as you, best just, as possible. Yeah, just yeah. have to. It's difficult to craft the the correct question to ask somebody because you don't want to. You also don't want to be like condescending towards someone if they're if it seems like they're not understanding like the, the controls or something. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, you want to ask them like a question about something, but you want to make sure to phrase it in a way that doesn't influence mm-hmm. how how it works. So like instead of asking. Do the controls feel bad? Ask uh, how do the controls feel? Yeah, because then the focus is on the controls, and you didn't give them an opinion whether or not they are good or bad. Mm-hmm. So that, there's a caveat there, which is a lot of times people say, "Oh, it's fine, fine." Yeah, right, right, right. right. So you want to say like you want to follow that up with was did anything not quite work for you? Yeah, uh, be, you know what I mean. Like if they're ready to give you some information, they will. Mm-hmm. But if but if you and you have to you have to read people. Yep. You know the, the follow ups are not the same for everybody. Yeah. Right. Uh, a whole lot of skills are involved in game dev. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it's not at all fair. No, not at all. Call the other I, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself why I'm still doing this. But then I see like a kid playing. Finches. You have two other people to help you. You don't yeah. get to complain. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Of okay. course, you're the playtest manager of your team. That's true. Did that happen naturally then? Was it, it, it did. It's not something you like. You didn't say who's going to handle this mostly for us. It did. Just it just became natural. a natural sort of thing. And it did. Yeah, and you like doing it. So I it's do. Okay. That's that's part of it. Is because I, I like showing the game off, and I learned early on that it was important to show it off. Yeah. Um. And I'm more social than uh, Charles and Lane, so mm-hmm. it, it did just naturally fall on my shoulders, and I enjoy it. So it yeah. worked out really. I mean, well. yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, it kind of worked out the way it should have. Yeah. It's cool. I was going to ask if there are different types of playtesters. Is there like you run into people who are just like negative all the time or you do get, get those people who are like why you know where's the where's the patch for this you know what i mean like they're they're like they're like steam commenters basically like you get a you do get those people sometimes <laughs> those are interesting they're disillusioned they're i not I, impressed I with like, you at all i really like uh showing vengeance off to people who don't like vengeance because it's very interesting because like in, in a steam comment you can just leave it there and you never have to go back to it again you know <laughs> You don't, you don't even have to care about whether or not that person was emotionally affected. Mm-hmm. But if you say that in person, the other person is there and can ask. So if somebody were to come to me and say, I don't like vengeance, I'd be like, why? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'm very curious as to why people don't like vengeance. I uh-huh. don't know what aspects they don't like. Yeah. Um, someone had come to me and um, told me they didn't like vengeance, and they said because there was no competitive aspect to it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It's not the kind of game for you, but I mm-hmm. understand that. And uh, like, I hearing that kind of feedback makes me understand vengeance better. Like yeah. it's this kind of game. It's not this kind of game. Yeah, so some yeah. people just aren't going to like it because it doesn't have that, that, that aspect. And that really helps you refine your vision right. as well. Yep. Cause if someone says like, like, let's say you are making a game that you want to have this sort of competitive element to, and someone gives you that feedback, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, well, I need to communicate better to these players that I am trying to give them what they're asking for. Yeah. Um, or other times, yeah, in the case of Fingence and that piece of feedback, it's like, well, yeah, that's not what the game is trying to do. And so that also, that does give you the sort of like guidance to go forward to know that not to cater to that. Or it lets you know you're on the right track, that you are actually, you are, the game is communicating what yep. it is properly. Yep, yep. You know? Yeah, that, that works out. Um, in terms of if there are different kinds of playtesters, I just think there are different kinds of people. Some people are louder. Mm-hmm. Like deal, and some people are quieter, um, and that's that's okay. It's, you just have to um, approach them differently. I, I don't necessarily think there are like specific categories of playtesters, but I think they're just different people, 
and yeah. they enjoy different things, and so some and they express that in different ways. Do you ever get tired of watching people play your games? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh? Especially when yes. not, I'm not getting a lot of new information. Okay. Ah, okay. Um, I always feel like I can glean even small bits of and pieces of things. Yeah. But I guess that's just the kind of person I am. Because mm-hmm. like I don't mind losing. It's the same situation. <laughs> it's the same situation. <laughs> I don't mind losing because I feel like I can still learn even a little bit from it. Yeah. Um, so it's the same kind of thing. I mean, I'll get tired from it from a physical standpoint. Like I don't want to sit there and stand and talk and be interact with people for a huge amount of time. So I'll go do something else for a bit. Uh, like playtest is honestly kind of draining because it's four hours of just people playing your game constantly and you have to be there and you have to focus and pay attention to what they're and doing. And you have to write down all my notes. And I have to write down all of Dale's and, notes. And I, I mean, I get, including just things she says. Like Dale, write down Dale is being yes. obstinate right now. Car- carpal tunnel every month. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, like it's, it's a whole lot of work. Um, so I get tired from the physical sense, but I, I just really enjoy watching people play Vengeance and, mm-hmm. Um, getting that feedback because it's all it's I find it to be really useful all the time um when playtest was a weekly event I was almost always there uh Mm -hmm. because I I I felt it I I found it to be so valuable yeah and I I didn't want to ever not be there one thing that I I don't get tired of is is watching people enjoy my game yeah I mean that's just it's so validating I think we've talked about on the show before it's just like it I mean man it can it can sustain you for weeks when you see people just having a blast and when you see what you want to do successfully executed, like that's the feeling I want to evoke and oh my God, they're doing it and, and more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that is great. Um, but a lot of times you get the same feedback or you're not in the mood for that kind of pick me up <laughs> and, and you're, just, you're just trying to get some feedback or you have a feature that you're testing mm-hmm. and, the, and you're not getting a lot of feedback from lots of players. Mm. Um, either because you didn't implement it to the point where it was that noticeable, yeah. so there's not m- much of a change or you know the solution right away. Like, you, oh, this is not going to work or oh, I know exactly what to do here or oh, I screwed it up yeah. you know, or whatever or oh, it's working great and then yeah. you have like another hour or two of people just of, n- of known information it, yeah, it can be very exhausting. Yeah, admittedly, you have to know when the game, you're just not going to get useful feedback. Because sometimes we have near game-breaking bugs, and the only feedback you're going to get is the game-breaking bug. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know when to stop and just fix the, the bug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. No, I asked Will Tice this once because mm-hmm. like, he was just watching me play, and he was just sitting on the couch watching player after player playing at no factor. And I asked him, I said, do you get out, do you ever get tired? And he said, no. And then he watched me die in the same spot like ten times, and he said, I guess I do get tired. <laughs> wow. Uh, He's like, why don't you switch off your helicopter to something better? And I said, no. I'm trying to get this. I think Will should hire you. <laughs> oh, that's great. And with that. I don't have any more questions for you guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Are you letting us off the hook, then? I am letting you off the You're hook. You're releasing us back into the wild? Yeah, unless you wanted to hear all my comparisons between playtesting and other professions. Uh, so that's our show, everybody. <laughs> 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 no, I, well, I, tell us. What, what, what do you mean? Oh, just that like, playtesting isn't really that unique. Mm-hmm. You know, I do the equivalent thing at work when I'm trying out new procedures. You know, I write it up and then I have a coworker 
go through them and see if you can understand them. So hmm. it's, you know, it's essentially the same as, you know, it's, you know, the, the boring work equivalent of, of giving somebody your game and saying, here you go, do you understand what to do or where you're supposed to go or what the, the controls are if I just dry run and hand them a thing mm-hmm. and get their feedback. So it's, it's, everybody does this getting feedback on your work. And I, you know, I put it in, in, the, in the show notes. Um, comedians do this. They will go to small comedy clubs, even if they're really famous, and try out new jokes just to see if they work. Yeah, and I have been there, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> They're <laughs> terrible, and so really, the jokes that like get on the comedy specials, those have been like play tested, like all over the country. Yeah, just to make sure they work. You know, it's not a funny thing happened to me today at the airport or earlier this morning. That thing happened to you, you know, five months ago, and you spent five months play testing that joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because yeah. I think that's that's really good advice for game devs is like if you're looking for more information than we can provide on how to do this right, like yeah, look outside the the little pool that we're in and, and see how other industries handle this kind of feedback, this kind of mm-hmm. like workshopping. Um, yeah, for it's, sure. It's not just game devs; they just get the funnest name for what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, testing. <laughs> Dale, thanks for joining us. Finally, yay! We're, I'm glad we finally got you here. Um, I'm a little nervous about what it means for the future of this program. <laughs> We're, you know, got a toe in the door now, but uh, yeah. this was fantastic. Thank you for coming. You're welcome. And I'll see you at home later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see you tonight. <laughs> well, they can follow you on Twitter. At, they can. Yeah. You have a Twitter? I do have a Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know do you it. had a Twitter. For Dale's birthday one year, I made her a blog <laughs> called Dale Hates Everything, and where it was just her complaining about stuff. And I put a, I set up a Twitter account for her, and she never really used it. Yeah. But now we just we changed it, so it's just her name. So now she's on Twitter. So I think if people follow her, uh, uh, maybe I'll write stuff on it. Maybe she'll put things. Maybe in. she's we'll very see. interesting, and she can you can talk all about uh, all of the boy drama in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, I always have to level up like yeah. ten levels above what what's recommended, just so I can beat stuff because I'm real bad. <laughs> <laughs> But on the plus side, there's so much boy drama. <laughs> so much boy drama. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app. And be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or a nice like us. Dale, will you give us a good review? Um, yes, okay. but I will definitely not give you any feedback on nicegames.club slash feedback. <laughs> oh, that's right. Evil Games Club is officially against that. Right. We are. <laughs> well, you're doing it's, a- it's the play test of podcast feedback. Yeah, well, you guys are doing a great job of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you should fight their efforts. Go to nicegames.club slash feedback and let us know how we're doing, of course. We do want to know all about it. Um, we want to hear directly from you, of course, so follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club. Let us know how we're doing. Send us your topics as well and ask us your questions, of course. Lastly, you can find out more about the show, your nice host, and our nice guest, as well as get all the links and notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. And so, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. Honestly,
I don't want to say it on the air, but he's going to make me say it on the air. Uh, honestly, anti-piracy is like a well-designed game, Charles. Um, <laughs> he said that through his teeth. I did. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Because you but, don't want to admit it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can edit that part out, Martha, that I that said nice things about Charles's game. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 